Let's be real. I'm still learning all this video editing stuff. So we'll <laughs> see where I'll go on with that in a hot minute. Anyway, welcome to the inaugural show of MAD Sports Network. MAD stands for Mac and Devo, and that is who we've got up top there right now. What's good? Uh, I'm out of guest. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to what this this channel um is going to bring you know and this is a good start and it's just this, been going nuts the last few hours with the free agency i've been trying to keep up with everything that's moving it's um, almost yeah. impossible almost impossible and we are joined by my boy over there who's getting married on friday as well um big street meet how are you bro yeah, I'm good. Live from live from San Diego, home of former home of the San Diego Chargers. Um, but yeah, doing good, doing good again. Just been, you know, monitoring free agency today. I, I kind of wish we did this a few hours back because things have changed minute by minute, and I imagine yeah. we may even see a few splashes throughout the show. Well, I've got my iPad running right now just in case because there are things happening. Even since we have been live, we have been live for all of all oh, one minute and thirty seven seconds. Just seen that the Jags have signed um, Rachel and Jenkins on a four-year deal. Um, and also, um, Jags have signed Philip Dorsett, but we don't really care about that, do we? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so um, I've got uh, basically what we're going to do. We're going to run through some of the, the big names that are on free agency. We're going to go through some of the ones that might be traded in terms of deals. And we're also going to have a look at some cap space because there are a lot of teams that have exceeded the cap space, which I believe is 182 million dollars on cap so um we're going to go through some of the teams that need to get rid of a few people and uh go through some of the teams that could do with some extra names so let's uh let's talk about some of the big names that are around on free agency so um devo i know devo you've got a big list knocking around there yeah. um as each wants to wants to talk about some of the skill players so i think we should have a look at some of the skill players in particular and maybe some some of the running backs in particular um so we start with running backs then yeah let's go with running backs first and see who's about um i mean for me being uh, i mean the, the big one for me actually resigned as aaron jones um, for me, he's, he's been phenomenal the past couple of years, but he actually re-signed with the Green, Green Bay, which makes sense. Uh, it would have mm. been, I mean, Rogers probably would have walked out if they would have let him go. Um, and as, as a Seahawks fan, I know I'm wearing a, a Saints shirt. I collect these. It's not that deep. Um, yeah, he's a naughty a guy. He's a naughty guy. <laughs> I'm a Seahawks fan. Um, Chris Carson is also another one that it takes interest. But the thing is with Chris Carson, he, he's been brilliant for us. Um, when he's on the field, and that's been yeah. the, that's been the issue. Um, yeah, some of the stats from Chris Carson from 2020 700. This is the total, including yeah. uh, playoff as well 758 yards, 292 receiving yards, averages um, 4.8 yards per rush. He scored nine tuddies as well. Yeah, uh, I mean, he picked up an injury, um, quite, quite early, uh, and then came back in, got injured, came back in, got so that's. That's basically his career with the Seahawks. So, if he was to, to to move on, I think we can replace him. We need we need a, a running back who can stay fit and give us 14, 15 games. You know, right? I'm going to, I'm going to step in here because I follow the Sea as a 49ers fan. I follow the Seahawks quite closely, and I think there's a little bit of recency bias here. So I look at what Chris Carson got up to in 2019 and 2018. So 2019 he's played and started 15 games and rushed for 1,230 yards. 
In 2018, he start, played and started 14 games and rushed for 1150 yards. So I think, you know, there was a big issue in 2019 with his fumbling. I think he had, I think he had seven fumbles of which he lost four, which I think put him on the naughty step. But the, real, the reality is, you know, in a season when you, it's a contract season, I just don't think you can afford to get hurt. Um, so I look at Chris Carson. I do think Seattle probably move on from from him. And you know, you look at the riches that are available in the draft. You know, at the back end of round one, back end of round two. You know, there's always value available in the draft. So I think Seattle will move on. But I do think there will be teams that will kick the tires on Carson and, and probably look to bring him in from an experienced backfield perspective. And I look at a couple of teams. You know, potentially the Jets who didn't really have anyone last year and, and don't have anyone yeah. lined up if they don't look at the draft. You know, I look at Miami who you know made the best out of, you know, two pretty unknown rookies last season who could probably use a bit of experience in the backfield, even if it's a committee job. Um, but yeah, I do think Seattle will move on. It'd be interesting to see, you know, Jones got paid. It'd be interesting to see what the market looks like for Carson. Yeah, I, th- I think Miami would be a good landing spot for him. Because um, you know the Jordan Howard thing didn't really work out, and right. uh, Chris Carson would go in there and be an immediate upgrade. And yeah, you said you know Salvan Ahmed and uh, I've forgotten the other guy's name now, Gaskin. Um, yeah, you know I think that would be a good committee right there. So yeah, I agree with that. Mm. Um, and um, yeah, Marlon Mack is is up for um, free agency as well. Do you think he'll resign or do you think he'll be on the move? I don't see the re-sign uh, only because, I mean, I think we always expected Jonathan Taylor to emerge. Um, he was such a talent at Wisconsin, like an unbelievable running back in college. And now, you know, if you look at the impact that he had, I think particularly over kind of this last six or seven games of last season, he's, he's just eaten up that backfield. And they have Naeem Hines as their third down change of pace back. I don't see it really playing out for... Um, for Marlon Mack, where I think he could go is is is, is probably similar in the list, but I could also see a team like the Patriots, who don't have. I don't think Sony Michelle has really played out exactly as they'd hoped, um, but I do think there'll be a. Uh, and I feel really bad for Marlon Mack because he's only young; he's only twenty five, and he was twenty five. Yeah, yeah, he was he was really impressive for you know without really any expectations, but really impressive for Indianapolis. But I think more by circumstance you know lost his job and, and Jonathan Taylor is an upgrade and Minneapolis invested pretty heavily in him with a, an early second round pick um but I, I think Matt could go in and really make a, a good impact either as kind of a you know split backfield or even even the the guy in, in one of these like lesser backfields mm. yeah I like Marlon Mack actually um from what I saw of him I thought, you know for he, he was I, I agree with everything you said I think he's quite unfortunate that Jonathan Taylor came along and really, you know, <laughs> grabbed the ball and ran with it to, to use a really bad cliche. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Marlon Mack, he will find, a, 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 you know, his place in the NFL. I think he'll go on to have a good career. Um, as to where that will be now, I think there's quite a few teams that could do with a Marlon Mack uh, in the backfield. So I think he'll have a lot of suitors, a lot of options available to mm. him. Um, two of the um, other big names, if you want to call them big names, on the free agency list are um, uh, James Connor and Mike Davies. And like Mike Davies, of course, he only really got the gig at the at the Panthers because of the injury to CMC. But when he did step in, 
the way that the way that the the the, the Panthers deploy a running back. He actually earned me a lot of fantasy points. I'm not going to lie. Next to last season, he, he, he kept me he kept me in the mix for a couple of weeks. So I'll, I'll tell you that for sure. But do you think he's good enough to be like an RB one at one of the lesser clubs, so to speak, the lesser franchises? So we, I, I, we can I'm, probably I'm we, sure. we can probably we can probably speak really well here because I don't know if you know this, but he spent two years at San Francisco and then two years at Seattle. So. He was not new to Carolina. Uh, as a San Francisco fan, I didn't see enough out of him. I mean, 108 yards over two seasons is probably not what we're <laughs> looking for. Um, yeah. And there were a couple of games where he stepped in at Seattle. Look, in, in, if I was Mike Davis uh, and I'm in his situation, I think he proved enough for Carolina to probably offer him a deal to stay and back up McCaffrey. And, and I think... I think it'd be foolish not to take it. You know, he's tried a few areas. I think, you know, shouldn't like McCaffrey was playing 95% of snaps before he got hurt, but I could imagine, you know, they would probably feel some confidence in having Mike Davis as a change of pace back. And what he, he may only get 18 to 25% of snaps, but I think that's who he is. And I think, you know, he, he had a really good statistical season last year, but I do think that's who he is. And I think it'd be, you know, he's probably testing free agency and probably seeing who's calling, but like I don't know if many people will be. Not not maybe the numbers that he was hoping for. Yeah, I can't I can't see him, you know, really pushing on and, and you know becoming an RB one at any any side that has a real ambition of, of achieving much. Um I, I think he's he's a good fit there where he, where he is now. I can see him resigning at Pathers and just, you know, being that, that second option to the, one of the, the best running backs in the league. Yeah, the only other suggestion that you know, Mike Davis's agent might be saying is, you know, let let's wait it out and let's wait for a team who has one running back get injured, right? And that's been a a tactic that some running backs have played in free agency. So let's say you know a team that is so dependent, like Jonathan Taylor, um, you know, Colts have Super Bowl ambitions. If he, if he gets hurt, like what are we doing? So mm. Mike Davis may make an extra two million dollars or whatnot by sitting out and you look at some of the running backs that have signed in week three, week five in the past and managed to get themselves paid by circumstance. Mm. You know, Devontae Freeman was one of those last mm -hmm. year. He got paid, Saquon Barkley got hurt. He got paid, he didn't, it wasn't relevant really. He had a couple of weeks, but he, he got paid by circumstance. And, you know, you, you figure someone like Mike Davis, he may play that out and hope for his one payday. Yeah, and um, the Steelers, we know that their O line, well, a lot of a lot of franchises, that O line have a have a few struggles. So, James Connor, how like is does he need to go to a side that have got a half decent O line, or do, could, do you think that he'd be able to get away with going? You know, there's there's a pick of there's a pick of franchises where he could turn up and, and still do a job. So I'm trying to fight my cat over. Um, I I, you know, I think the thing with James Conner is, um, you know, for me, he's still not proven as a, a RB1. I think he came and he did very well uh, when Le'Veon Bell first went out and then got injured and was in and out a, a bit. Um, he's definitely got potential. Um, I think it may be a bit early for him to move away from the Steelers. If the, I think if they can find an arrangement, I think the Steelers is a good home for him to really show that he can be an RB1. And I think um, the Steelers are set to, I mean, I know Roethlisberger's getting on a bit, 
But in general, they, they, they've got a very talented team, a very talented set of players, a very talented roster. Um, I like Connor. I think he should stay at the Steelers. I think that's a decent home for him. Smash mouth football, why not? Yeah, uh, I'm proud that you, that you said yeah. about the, the talent that the Steelers mm. have got because if we talk about, let's talk about some wide outs now. And um, Juju Smith-Schuster is one of the big names that's on there at the moment. Last season, you know, you could argue that he didn't have his best season, but he still turned up with these sort of numbers, you know, 10 tuddies, um, 110 receptions, 988 yards in total throughout the, um, the 2020 season. But they've got some weapons on wide receiver. Claypool. Uh, looks good. Deontay, Deontay uh, Johnson is very talented. Washington, uh, Jack yeah. Washington is good. Yeah, and and look, here, here, here's the reality. I think with, with Juju, like, he he performed as, like, such a – I mean, he's 24. Juju Smith-Schuster is 24. He had that one season in 2018 where he had 1,400 receiving yards, which is what, alongside Antonio Brown. And that is – I mean, look, that, that's just outrageous. And, look, you look at his statistical season last year, you know, he had nine touchdowns and, you know, close to 1,000 yards in a crowded receiver pool – but receivers like that want the ball, right? And, you know, there is sometimes when you have so many weapons, particularly when you have younger weapons who aren't used to spreading it around, it's difficult, right? So I, I think Juju is, will be gone, and I think Juju will end up somewhere where he sees more of the ball. But I also fear that he may end up in a team that probably doesn't win as much. So I look at um, pretty much all of the NFC East, uh, minus Dallas is really good landing spots for but I could really see him landing in, in New York at, with the Giants um, you look at who the Giants have at wide out and you know they are I would say B receivers two receivers not they don't have the guy Washington have Terry McLaurin uh, who is obviously yep. very talented mm-hmm. but I think they have the space like they've never had somebody line up alongside him uh and then philadelphia have been crying out you know elton jeffrey hasn't been right for a couple of years Jalen rager didn't work out in the draft you know i think we'll go into this a bit later but zach Ertz is, is probably going to be on his way um so there's plenty of other places and then for, for me also like the jets have a ton of room mm-hmm. and like sam Darnold was throwing the ball to you know, Scrubs last year. Yeah, uh, sure. minus, 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 minus Jameis and Crowder, who's a very, very different receiver. But yeah. to, to me, like they, they seem like obvious landing spots. Um, and Juju probably has the talent and brand to, to maybe get paid a bit more than you know, his actual skill. Yeah. I, I think of the same thing. I think, you know, the Giants would be good landing spot. I think... I feel I feel for the Giants. I feel for Daniel Jones, you know, because he's 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 been working with scraps and you know making mistakes mm. as 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 you would when you're you know running for your life half the time and stuff like that. But I think Juju could be a star there. I think that would be you know they've been crying out for someone since Beckham left. I think they'll go yeah. there and he he could be the man. I think that would suit him down to the ground. Yeah, it's also a good brand thing, right? I feel like he yeah. would fit the big blue brand. The other area that I think makes sense, particularly with Nelson Aguilar moving on today, is um, you could see him in black and silver in Las Vegas. You know, they're screaming. Mm-hmm. You know, they scream out. They try. They obviously tried with Antonio Brown to get that marquee receiver. Um, and you know, you you look at um, Henry Ruggs probably didn't play out the way they'd hoped last year, so I think he's still got a little development to do. Yeah, but. They they're going to be missing a, a, a 
a piece without Aguilar, who had nearly a thousand yards for them next year. And I think they've got a decent amount of cap space and a good enough brand that you know Juju could go there and Juju could play because they do. I think Raiders do have some other nice pieces. Josh Jacobs is good. Darren Waller is good. You know, you throw in a real elite receiver, which Juju is probably on the verge of. It. You know, they may be in a good spot. Um, breaking news as we are live and that's what happens when you do live stuff is that the Jags they're making some power moves at the moment another one that has just come through um, 11-13 Carlos Hyde on a two year deal okay. that's Urban that's Urban Meyer that is uh, obviously Urban Meyer rich Ohio State uh, roots you know played for Urban Meyer Ohio State there were some very elementary rumours about potentially Zeke as a trade deal, particularly given how uh, tied up the Cowboys um, cap space is right now. So there were rumors that, but I'm assuming that that's not going to be, I mean, look at James Robinson and the effect that he had last year. James Robinson's still going to be the guy, but Carlos Hyde is showing time and time again, you know, he has a role in the NFL and and, and he will yeah. continue to be, you know, a really good backup running back, but I don't see that changing too much. James Robinson with no offensive line last year, was a true star and nobody even wanted him. Yeah, he was undrafted, wasn't he? Correct. Yeah. Samuel's heavy in the in the chat on YouTube. Yeah. Really appreciate um all the comments that are coming through. So if you if you haven't subscribed already, please subscribe um to the channel um at Mad Sports Network. And honestly, if you put it into Google on anchors at first, which is fantastic stuff. Um he believes that the, the Jags might go nine and seven uh next year. Uh, that would be some turnaround, uh, for sure. It's not that I haven't seen it before. I mean, San Francisco went from four and 12 to, to the front of the line almost two years ago. So it happens, but look, I mean, what, ha- what happened? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> look, look, that's a, that's a lot of pressure to put on a rookie quarterback. Trevor Lawrence is going to the Jags. Trevor Lawrence is the closest thing to a sure thing since Andrew Luck. I just, Whilst obviously that would be an awesome story, like for me, unless like unless out of nowhere they decided that they want to sit Trevor Lawrence for the first year and plugged Andy Dalton and Mitch Trubisky, which I don't know if that would get them there anyway. Like I, I just think that they two years maybe they, they would go nine and seven, but I think that's such a ton of pressure to put on Trevor Lawrence as a as a rookie with not a lot around him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Um, who, who else at wide out should we should we be looking at? Um, in, I think in, in Kenny Golladay is, is, Kenny a, is a big one for me. I think he, mm. he is a star. You know, um, he's a star. But his last season, last season was a little bit interesting, wasn't it? You know, like if you look at um, what he did last year, but he missed most of it. Didn't he? Yeah, he did. Mm. But when he when he when he played, he performed as you can see. You know, just under seventeen yards per on average per reception. Is, is is pretty shiny. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. like if you if you could if you could run with that, he also got twenty um, receptions from um twenty nine targets, I believe he was as well. So no, um, you know what I like about him is he you could just throw the ball up, just throw it up, and and he will more than likely come down with it. As you said, twenty receptions from twenty nine targets. Um, you know he he was performing with when Stafford was injured, he was still performing. Um, yeah. I know it's one thing to perform when, when Stafford is throwing you the ball, but you know um, when you've got the backup QB and third-choice QB throwing you the ball and you're still performing, uh, he's another one who deserves a, a big move to a, a side that's really competing. And I think he might get it. Here's where I could see. So 
if you're if you're the general manager of the Houston Texans, right, and you want to keep Deshaun Watson happy, particularly with Will Fuller moving on, you call you call Kenny Galladay, you call Kenny Galladay, and you say, look, you know they've lost DeAndre Hopkins, they lost Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks is is great and actually probably one of the most underrated receivers in the NFL, but he's not DeAndre yeah. Hopkins. But if you have those two out wide. Like you're probably onto a winner. Um, so I could see the Houston Texans coming knocking. Um, look, the, the Indianapolis Colts without T.Y. is looking to move on. You know, they, they could probably use the guy. Uh, and then there's, there's plenty of other teams that I think would look at him. Again, I think he would be another good kind of big body receiver opposite touchdown Terry in, in Washington. And actually, I thought, you know, he might fit the profile for the Pats, but they've spent a lot of money today. And so I don't see yes, that playing yeah. out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, and, and, and there are rumors that the, the Jets and also the Raiders have, have been knocking already. But, I mean, if I'm sat there as the general manager of the Houston Texans and I can figure some money out and I really want to keep Watson, that's my first phone call. Yeah, that would make perfect sense, which is probably why they won't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Texans. Um, the, yeah, the, um, Sam, Sammy in the chat has also said, you know, Galladay to the to to the Giants, you know, yeah, uh, yeah and I then Carl Pitts in the draft that 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 could be that could be quite fruitful for the, for the Giants if they want to start making moves back to where they where they feel that they should be. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Evan Engram to be honest, I, and, and I think somebody's going to make a, an early move for Kyle Pitts. Um, I mean, Eric Ebron was drafted ahead of Odell Beckham Jr. and, and Aaron Donald because he was an exceptional athletic talent at a tight end. So I have my my thoughts on that. I think there's a big, you know, big difference between what a good tight end is in college and what a good tight end is in in, in, in football. And, you know, it does take a couple of years to bed um, for sure. So I think that would be a stretch. But, God, I mean, if they don't go for the Juju God, they would make perfect sense for the Giants. Again, I think they need... Uh, an alpha receiver, um, and, and Galladay would would be that guy that has been missing ever since Odell Beckham moved on. Mm. Um, going back, to, I, I need to go back to to running backs for for a couple of seconds because one person we didn't mention was um, was was Drake Kenyon Drake at the at the Cardinals. Now I I'm a big fan of Drake. But uh, well, of of Kenyon Drake, I don't really like Drake's music. Does my, my Swede? You know I mean, he, he's never been good since uh, since his first album with uh, with uh, Best Ever Had on and all that sort of stuff. But like, okay. Ken, big 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 tracks for big tracks for big names. But Kenyon Drake, you know, I I I I I like I, I like him. I think he's, he's he's really you know he's he's very well like most most running backs they they're quick. You know they're able to get into those naughty spaces and stuff, but I feel that when you've got a um, a QB like Kyler Murray, Drake is almost redundant because he's doing those same sort of moves. So he, I I feel that Drake will need to go somewhere where they have a less mobile quarterback in order for him to shine a bit more. So you know, like we mentioned about Connor leaving um, leaving the, the Steelers. Do you reckon someone like him could go there? I think I think he suits the Atlanta Falcons. So yeah. I think he could do a really good job. I think he's probably an effective upgrade on what Todd Gurley was last year. Todd Gurley is never going to be the same player again. Um, Matt Ryan is obviously a very traditional quarterback, doesn't move a ton. Uh, and so I, I think if we're going to be talking about ground and pound in between, um, that could potentially be a guy. 
I'll, I'll be honest as well. I, I think a team who are probably a little bit more running back needy than, than potentially we'd mentioned um, is the Buffalo Bills. Uh, and I think, you know, there was some, some talk about Aaron Jones potentially going there, but they haven't found their running back. And I think like Josh Allen could do with some help. And if they had somebody they trusted, they'd, they'd be a better team for it. So, you know, whilst it might not be Kenyon Drake, um, no, I, personally, I could see Kenyon Drake doing a really good job on the Falcons. And also, look, Seattle, the Seattle backfield could look pretty empty as well. I was actually well. thinking that. I was actually thinking that. Obviously, if we're losing Chris Carson, um, yeah, I, I actually thought Kenyon Drake would be a good fit for us. Um, I'd be happy to see him lining up in our backfield. I mean, uh, did he get? Did he make a thousand yards last last year? I'm not sure if I he. I, know I, he made I, more I don't think. Images. I'm not sure if he made it on the ground, but I don't um, think so. He must have got close. Okay, but, okay. Yeah, yeah. Find that out right now. Yeah, I, I, I like nine hundred and fifty-five rushing yards. There you go. There you go. And um, yeah, I think I think ten, touch, um, and ten touchdowns. And he shared he shared a little bit with um, yeah, I forgot Chase, Edmonds. Name now. Chase Edmonds as well. But yeah, I like Kenyon Drake. I, I was I was surprised that you know the Dolphins were so just happy to let him go. Um, you know, but then I suppose they had the massive rebuild. Yeah. At, at, in Miami, so it makes sense afterwards. But at the time, I was a bit like, "No, this kid's got something." Yeah, he'll 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 find somewhere. He'll There's a couple there. of QBs that are also. Uh, oh, in fact, um, Dev, you got any more um, running uh, wide receivers that you want to uh, speak well, about? Well, we, we mentioned Will Fuller. Um, yes. So Curtis Samuel as well, Corey Davies. All these guys are uh, Ty Hilton. Man, I forgot about I forgot about Corey, Corey Davies. Davies and done right for me yeah. in the fantasy. He done right for yeah. me towards the end yeah, of the season. Right. So let's, let's let's go through these one at yeah. a time, right? I th I think probably the most value that you could get in that one is is Curtis Samuel. Uh, I think he offers something different. I don't think he's going to be a premium because he's not a traditional X receiver. And um, I'll tell you where I think he could do a really good job. Uh, and there's some bias in this, but San Francisco, you know, you look at the offense, they run very gadget heavy. They've got two, you know, all of their receivers are very much that kind of receive after catch type. Um, Debo, are you Kittle? I think a gadget offense suits him. And I could see, you know, if the 49ers have the cap space, I think they're going to make a move for Trent Williams today as well. You know, they've re-signed Juszczyk, they've re-signed Verrett. Um, obviously with Kendrick Bourne moving on as well, there is a hole. Uh, and 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 so I could see the the 49ers making a ton of sense for um, uh, you know for them. The other place I could see him making some value is is the Baltimore Ravens. You know they've got Hollywood Brown, who's a down the field threat. They don't really have you know another comfort blanket for Lamar. And with Lamar moving around, you know as he does, I feel like Curtis Samuel is just one of these guys that gets open. Um, mm -hmm. And so I think it would make a ton of sense for him to go to the Ravens and be. You know, a little bit more of a value add for them in that, uh, you know, he's kind of a slot guy, kind of a running back. Uh, he does a bit of a sense for he, he does. Exactly. He's also got an arm on him as well, because if you want to play a little trick play, there's not one last season. You know, I love a trick play. Um, <laughs> and there was, there was the one last season where, you know, um, he, he, made, he made he made a turn and then, you know, picked up the ball and, and slung one downfield. Do you know what I mean? So he's, someone like Ravens, I think, would be a great shout for him. Just gives you that extra option instead of having a... Having um, Lamar just running around like you know, like he does. I mean, he and, and he didn't really so. have many receivers, does he, uh, Jackson? It's tight ends and, and yeah. Hollywood Brown. That's it. You know, yeah. um... <laughs> where's where's Will Fuller going? Because he's he's had a very very good start to his career. Obviously, I think hamstring has gone a couple of times. But where where do we think Will Fuller's off to? Well, he's, well, he's one Fuller... of the biggest 
deep threat like in the league. Like when he's fit, you know, he, he could blow the top off a of defense in, in in seconds. So um you'd look at teams that don't really have the deep threat. See, part of me thought when I, when I first started doing this, I was thinking the Patriots. I think they could do with someone who can really stretch. The I field, first thought, I first thought there, but then I thought maybe. <sighs> It depends. If, 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 it depends. It depends where, like you know, where he wants to sit and stuff. Because I was thinking maybe, maybe the Bears, you know, like or even or even the Bengals. Well, the Bears resigned um, Robinson. Didn't Alan they? Robinson. Uh, yeah, he, Alan here's Robinson where here's where I could see could see Will Fuller going. Um, and there was some rumours of this a little while ago. Packers have what two years left to really do it with Rogers. Mm-hmm. I think they could move heaven yeah. and earth. And, and make Will Fuller play out. And, you know, Devontae Adams is, is top receiver in the league, but he he's yeah. not necessarily a traditional deep guy. But imagine having Aaron Rodgers, you know, like Devontae Adams and Will Fuller. Like, yeah, yeah, but they've got, you know, they're, they're, like Tonyan Tonyan stepped up massively last year. Um, they've also got Valdez Scatlin as well. Right. So, different, you know, different, he was prone to a quite a few drops, wasn't he? Yeah, I think Scatlin had a lot of drops. Mm. Mm. But he also but still then, picked up a lot, a lot of fantasy points as well. So, about Ty Hilton as well. Ty Hilton. Hilton. See, his, 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 I, I think is 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 a big name to go somewhere, and then it's when you have to start looking at at the cap space and think, right, okay, who, who, who's got who's got free money, and he's still half decent, knocking around in that that sort of like the sixteen to thirty two, in the in in the cap league, so to speak, and go go to the best team that's in that in that pot because I'm looking at the top end where I feel that he should be. And they've all just blown blown their load way too quickly. You know, teams like us. You know, I love you know I love the Chiefs like more than anything. But we 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 spent hard on um on on, on Patrick Mahomes, and it screwed us. You know, we're having to cut people left, right, and centre. And I'm I'm a little bit concerned about where we're going to be in two years' time. I reckon we're still going to compete next season, but the season after and the season after that. Yeah, we're going to have a great quarterback, but then what's, what's he going to be? Going to be a waste. I think that's what's happened to, to us, actually, with Russell Wilson. Uh, when Wilson signed that contract, it's like we haven't really got money to spread around the rest of the team, um, which is yeah. why now Wilson's struggling to get any help. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, very, it's very difficult, right? Because yeah. if you look at what Tom Brady has never asked for the big contract, and, and that's why the mm-hmm. Patriots were always competitive. And, and, you know, he's restructured at Tampa Bay to take less on an annual basis. They can win again for a couple of years. Yeah. And then, you know, you've, you follow the you know NFC and then the AFC over the last few years. Like, the teams that have been competing are the ones that have quarterbacks on rookie deals. Rams had the quarterbacks on the rookie deal. Mm-hmm. You know, Carson Wentz was on a rookie deal. Patrick Mahomes was on a rookie deal. You know, you, you look at these teams and it's, you know, a, a lot of them, they're building talent around them. And, and when they're making their run, you know, when the Bears were really good, Trubisky was on his, his rookie deal. Um, mm. and, and that's kind of where the teams, you know, just load a load of talent around them. So it is difficult. Um, and so, you know, the reality is as a quarterback, you think, all right, do I want to get paid or do I want to win? Uh, and yeah. Mahomes is, Mahomes is restructuring oh, his contract. Like um, mm. Mahomes is restructuring his contract. So, you know, I, I know that you made a big splash on the offensive line today. But also, like, you have these teams like Seattle who aren't quite there, but they make the playoffs. So they don't even get a top 20 pick. So you end up stuck in no man's land. Like, you'd rather yeah. almost tank for a couple have of a, years. Have a poor year. Just, <laughs> I get someone half decent. 
100%. Look, at the 40, look at the 49ers and Nick Bosa, right? Transform the whole defense. Yeah. Right. Um, just having a look. At, um, sorry, uh, very briefly, because there's this um, like news coming through as we speak. So I want to make sure that we speak about people and they are still relevant <laughs> to what <laughs> we're going on about. Um, so um, Aguilar's contract um, is going to be $13 million a year, which should raise Kelly Gonaday's asking prices, what they're saying out there. And the Titans have just signed uh, defensive tackle and Danico Autry as well on a three-year okay. deal worth $21.5 million. Million dollars. Um, QBs. QBs. PowerPoint. So, yeah. you know, let's, uh, you know, Mitch Trubisky's on that list. Um, famous James is on that list, but it looks like he's going to stay. Um, someone who was on that list for a bit um, is not anymore and signed a bumper deal, which has confused the hell out of me and I think confused the hell out of you two, um, is Taysom Hill. On a... I get it. You get I, I it? Get it. I, I, I get it because, you know, he's loved there. Do you know what yeah. I mean? He, 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 he could do everything. Do you know what I mean? You know, if he could punt the ball, they'd get him to punt. You know, I'm, I'm um, pretty sure they, they would. I, I saw. I swear, I saw him turn up at safety as well. Yeah, they, they, just, they, they love him. So I can. I understand why he's there. I mean, he may. He might not. He may not get the the starting role of Q, QB of what he wants. But you know, you could put him a running back and have him in the slot. I've seen him line up a wide receiver. You know, the the guy can do everything. So it's, it's a decent tool to have. It's um, a lot of money, though, isn't it? It is. But they've also a lot, a lot of it is a lot of it is breezes retired. A lot of it's incentivized yeah. and they can cut it at any point. So yeah. I think mm. it, it sounds a lot more than it actually is. Um, let's let's talk about who's who's going to be on the market, who I think could be good values, either as a competition for a starter or like for me, there's a couple of there's a couple of starting jobs available. But let's look at um, Andy Dalton, right? I still yeah. think yes. he has something Andy there. Dalton. Um, who, who should sign Andy Dalton? Well, the thing is with the Cowboys is how do we know what Dak Prescott's going to do? Like, you know, that was a horrible, horrible injury. And I obviously they've just signed him to a new contract. But do you know that they're, they're, are they going to just say, like, we're going to go with, with, with Dak, regardless of how he comes back from this injury? If it's not going to be him, then who are you going to trust to to look after the team? I think Dalton is, is a good quarterback and was good for many years at the Bengals. He's not... Yeah, he's consistent. Move, though, isn't you know, he? He's not gonna, you know, shake the world or anything. But he's a good, solid quarterback. Um, but maybe Dalton doesn't want to put himself in that situation where he's thinking, you know, I want to be the main man at least for now. Maybe he wants to go somewhere where a rookie might learn underneath him. Um, you know, what do you prove the Chicago it, Bears? I mean, they, they can't get much worse. I think well, because, 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 because Trubisky's Trubisky is decent, but like, well, yeah, that's what yeah, I mean. I, I would have yeah. thought that Trubisky was going to be hanging about, and uh, he just. I think the Bears. I was I thinking know, even what you were saying before about big games. if the Jags want to have someone in and make Trevor Lawrence sit out, then Dalton's not I a bad think, guy I, to do that. But I think I think they're going to go all in on. Um, they should all in <laughs> on Trevor Lawrence, to be honest. Yeah. So look, and there, there's a couple of other teams, right? Washington don't have a quarterback. Like Washington don't have anybody. I see yeah. Sam Darnold potentially starting for them this year. I, I think that would make a ton of sense. What um, about a Fitzmagic going to Washington? And Fitzmagic. I mean, he has to. He has to. You know, 
he can carry your team. Like, mm. you know, and then, like, was he a better situation for the Dolphins? Like, it, I don't, Tua didn't pass my eye test. And no. so, like, is he, yeah. a, is he actually a better situation for the Dolphins? Should they go again and maybe reload in the draft because they do have picks that, you know, they've got the Texans pick. Um, should, should they re-sign him? So, look, I, I think there's, there's certain places that have a hot seat, like, is, is Drew Luck the guy? Like, is Drew Luck really the guy for uh, the Broncos? Yeah, or would, yeah. would Andy Dalton make them better? Like, there, there's a few seats that are uh, that are close. And, you know, I, I one that I could see making a ton of sense is um, either Trubitsky or Jacoby Brissett uh, going and sitting under Jimmy and waiting for him to get hurt in San Francisco because... Because you know, inevitably he gets hurt. So, yeah. you know, there is there is an opportunity for you to go and start if you go to uh if you go to the Niners. So yeah, why the hell not? And Jacoby Brissett is another name that I wanted to, to mention anyway. Um Tara Taylor's knocking around as well, but yeah, done in these streets, done in these streets for me. Um but no, Jacoby Brissett is a great guy to to bring on when you know, like if you're if you're third and third and four, third and five. You know he, he he's got option that he can you know he can run and pass and things like that as well he's pretty quick as well so um you know what what sort of teams would like need that sort of almost like a it's almost like you call it want to call it a clutch quarterback um in those situations where someone like a, a Taysom hill he stands up he's always able and ready to come in on those situations Jacoby Brissett is also good enough to do that so you know he's got option to to go places as well I think Jacoby Brissett is more than that. I think that's a harsh comparable. Yeah. Obviously, I, obviously the Colts used him as that last year because they had Philip Rivers as somebody who can't even sneak a yard. Uh, and, but like when, when Jacoby Brissett played, started for Indianapolis in, in 2017, when Luck was hurt, look, he, he threw for 3,000 yards. You know, he didn't throw a ton of touchdowns. But like from a backup perspective, like if you've got a quarterback that you can throw in, like, it would San Francisco have made the playoffs last year if Jacoby Brissett was the backup? I think so. Like they have the talent, and you know the backup quarterback position isn't one that you can prioritize from a salary cap perspective. Mm. But you know the, the, the reality is, like I think he's in the top 30, 35 to forty available quarterbacks in the league. Is he in the top mm. twenty-five? Probably not. But you know, would he be in the top 10 backups? Like, absolutely. So it's, you know, should somebody who has somebody in the hot seat be prioritising Jacoby Brissett? Like, I would say yes. So maybe, like, if we were to say, why don't we have a look at the the Jags and they're going to get Trevor Lawrence? So could he then go there and start? Or maybe a Fitzmagic should go somewhere like mm. there who is experienced, he's, 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 he's done most of it. And have a rookie quarterback sitting under him and say, oh, "This is how we do things here." He's a model professional. The, the Jags are not signing another quarterback. It is Trevor Lawrence. To, <laughs> it's Trevor Lawrence at the end of time. Uh, I can tell you that. I can tell you one hundred percent. It's Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. They're not even looking for somebody else on week one. You know, even if Deshaun Watson became available for trade and they called about, it, it's Trevor Lawrence. Like I guarantee it. Yeah. What about uh, um, Philadelphia? Because I know Philadelphia, uh, uh, you know, they've got um, oh, name escape. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Yeah. But he he didn't look great last year. Um, so maybe they could get. I know Wentz is now gone. Um, you know, Jacoby Brissett could go there, or even a, a Fitz Magic could go there and really, you know, 
give some healthy competition to, to Jalen Hurts and use that wise old head of his to mm. bring him along a bit. Um, I think that I could be a potential landing spot. I just don't know if they have the money. Philadelphia really went all in for another Super Bowl run and I think they're very, very tight. I think you have access to the cap space. Yes. Philadelphia is, is, isn't great. Let's have a look at let's have a look well, at this. The Giants actually aren't the Giants some the Giants are, are knocking around very high on this. As we said, mm. like the the cap um, is what is it 180, um, 182 and a half million dollars. Mm. Um, so these are the teams that are. I'm just going to remove that banner underneath so everyone can see what's um, going on down the bottom as well. Um, and there are a lot of teams that are um, exceeding their their level of cap. And it's not looking very pretty for some of them in particular. Now, there's a few that you think, yeah, fair enough. You're normally up there anyway. And there's also people that are getting paid. So, like, for instance, Saints at the top of this list, you know, their total cap is you know, just under $250 million. But Drew Brees has since retired um, when this list was mm-hmm. uh, created. So, you know, there is, there, there, is a, there is a little bit of movement knocking around there. But Eagles, as you said, they're second on the list. In fact... Um, Steelers are 15th on this list and, you know, they, they went for it last year and, and, and pretty much, let's be honest, they shagged it towards the end. Um, <laughs> they, they, they went 11 and 0 and you know, they, they yeah. did. It just, it just wasn't feasible for them to try and take them to a Super Bowl. Um, Philadelphia, the Eagles are second, the Rams are third, the Cowboys are fourth, the Chiefs it's, it's are It's incredible when you look at it, like you look at the Cowboys and the Bears and the Giants and... The Giants know, are seventh on this list, nothing. 201 mil. <laughs> I don't even get close to achieving anything worth you know, it. It's incredible. What, 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 where do you look at, what, what issues do you see on this list, uh, um, Stu Mitch? Well, look, I, I think issues are loose term, right? Because there's, there's a lot of people restructuring... You can make deals work out. You know, look, for example, Patrick Mahomes is restructured to make it more friendly on the front end by taking bonuses. Uh, I think um, you look at the Saints, Michael Thomas has done the same, um, which has, has freed up some cap space. But you look at the teams who who don't look ready to compete, right? So the Eagles is an example. I know they're trying to move on Zach Ertz, which will free up, you know, 12 to 15 million. I know he got paid. But you look at the Bears, right? The Bears have overpaid uh, Nick Foles, which has had a... Mm-hmm. You know, you look at the Atlanta Falcons, you know, they weren't close to competing last year. I think they have talent, uh, but they weren't close to competing. I don't think they have, you know, the the structure really to, to go any further than they are. Yeah, <laughs> look at the Detroit Lions, right? Look yeah. at the Detroit Lions. They don't have, like, they were one of the worst teams in the NFL last year, and they don't have the room to make moves. So I, I, I fear for them. You know, I actually thought the Giants did a really good job last year in terms of, you know, they started the year pretty rough, but I, I think Joe Judge did a really good job of building an identity there. And they hired some, really, you know, they, they brought in some really good players and they started to, to mesh probably halfway through the season. And you have like Saquon Barkley, who is an elite talent coming back next season. I think the Giants will, will be improved. So I, I worry less for them. But I mean, the Eagles are in a bit of bother. Chicago are in bother. Uh, Detroit are in bother. Uh, and also, like Minnesota Vikings are on that list. You know, they've been loading on talent for five years now and just can't get over the hump. Yeah, they had a bit of a restructure on the back, uh, uh, the defensively, the Vikings last season it didn't quite work out for them. Um, but yeah, look at, looking at that list, I'm, I'm quite intrigued with the Lions because obviously there was Stafford who had the massive contract 
mm-hmm. and the Lions. And obviously, that's we all know that that's now Jared Goff is their main man there. So I'll be interested to see what he can do because we all see he has talent. You know, we saw that at the Rams, but obviously fell out uh, with the management there. But now he's at the Lions and he's going to be trusted with the offense. Can he make it work? Um, mm. What tools they have? I mean, DeAndre Swift's okay. Uh, I want to say he's an elite running back. He's okay. Uh, how how long can Adrian Peterson keep going? <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. sooner or later his but legs are going to have to put, stop. Put all our ages together um, yeah. times by two. That's how old Adrian Peterson is, isn't he? Yeah, sure. Uh, and obviously, if Golladay's leaving. Marvin, yeah. Marvin Jones is moving on as well. And you look yeah, at Marvin, Marvin Jones. Jones well. is, Marvin Jones, from a career perspective, by the way, is the, the problem is he tends to load it by having three exceptional games per season. But like, if you pull up Marvin Jones' career stats, like for most seasons, you know he's had like 978 receiving yards last year with nine touchdowns. You know his best his best season is um, you know 1100 yards with nine touchdowns, but. You know, he's had nine touchdowns three times for Detroit with, you know, three seasons above 900 yards. That's a big hole. Um, and I don't mm-hmm. think they can pay him. You know, coming towards the end of his career, and he's not a, he's not a decorated player, but he's the kind of player that leaves a void when they do move on. Very true. Very true. Um, let's. Um, there's a couple of defensive players that we need to um, speak about because there's some, there's some big names on that list, Dev. Yeah, there's a lot of pass rushers um, this year. I mean, obviously, Shaq Barrett was probably number one, and he's re-signed with Tampa, um, which was pretty obvious. They weren't going to allow him to to walk. Um, there's <laughs> the Matt Judon has obviously signed signed on uh, as well at the Pats, but um, one that I thought was going to be you know an absolute wrecking ball in the NFL when he came in was Jadavion Clowney. Hasn't mm. really worked out for him. Um, you know, he, he's. Yeah, he's banging about looking for for uh, you know a new team. Um, I mean, I don't know why we let him walk from the Seahawks. You know, that's one of the positions we really struggle is pass rush. He may not necessarily get to the quarterback, but he's always causing causing a you know disruption. Um, I have no idea where he may land. To be honest with you, here's one. <laughs> no I, I, th- I think he'll go to a contender. Um, I think I could see him going to the Colts. The Colts, for how good the Colts are, they have a ton of space. I could see him going mm. to the Colts, maybe not going in every down, but coming in like they got Forrest Buckner from us on the inside, who mm. is like he was all pro last season, like is sensational. But you partner that up with somebody like Clowney who comes in on third down and comes in to, uh, and I think he would probably take a cut deal to compete. Like Clowney isn't going to cost what he cost two years ago. You could probably bring him in a, a you know a, a very incentive led deal. Um, and he would do great. And then, you know, you look at some of the other teams that that potentially could add a ton of value for, um, you know, that struggle to get to the quarterback. You know, the Chargers have let go of Ingram. I can see him doing mm-hmm. a job alongside Joey Bozer on the other end. That's something to, to be scared of. Uh, and again, I don't think they're a team that are a million miles away. Um, other contenders you, you could really be looking at, um, obviously tried out with Tennessee and, and I think, play out which was a shame because I thought they were pretty close but I think the Raiders could potentially utilize somebody they struggled with the pass rush last year I feel like they're one of the GMs that are pretty trigger happy and may overpay and getting the kind of deal that he wants <laughs> mm. um uh, you know it's a nice you know branding obviously the Raiders um I could see that and then 
you know, you never know if you go completely the other end of the spectrum and go to somebody just with a lot of cap space, like a Jets who are in rebuild. Um, you know, they've got Robert Sala, who's a very defense-minded pass rush. You know, you look what he did with the 49ers defense. You, you could see him going there and, and then building some love around it. You know, I've seen that they're potentially moving on from CJ Mosley uh, and have been taking calls on, on trading him. So, you know, you could see him potentially going to a Jets and being the guy in that defense. Yeah, and um, there's so done. Oh, I was going to say oh, quickly. You, you mentioned on um, on the Colts having cap space. Apparently, they've got um, well, according to um, to information that I've just seen, they've they've got space for for forty eight million dollars. Mm-hmm. And if if we look at the Colts as a whole, they are there or thereabouts, aren't they? To to press for for a Super Bowl for next year for the for the for the players that they've got. So if they've got that amount of space and the amount of names that are on this list, you know, they could even look past the clowny, you know, and have a look elsewhere. I'm not saying that clowny's poor, but because clowny's decent, but they can they can you know go out they, and they could and probably get the two best them. players in the list, which is for me the best the best player available, and I hope it, he doesn't go anywhere. Trent Williams. Like on the left side of the offensive tackle, he can command mm-hmm. maximum money. Obviously, Carson Wentz has had his issues with offensive line in the past with Philadelphia, letting him get hit quite a lot. Um, and That's under- an understatement. Quite Sanzo a lot. Has ret- retired, right? So they have lost their, their they lost their left tackle. Um, so they could make a move that, rather than go and get depth. They could make a move for him, and they could potentially go and get Trey Hendrickson, who was exceptional for. Um, the Saints, with with change for a receiver, right? Because T.Y. has moved on, you know, with change for Will Fuller. Like, that that's the reality of their situation. They could go and get three blue-chip players. They could go and get Will Fuller or, you know, Kenny Galladay or Juju Smith-Schuster. They could get Trent Williams and they could get Trey Hendrickson or Jadevian Clowney and go and win the Super Bowl. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And I like the Colts. I've got a little bit of a soft spot for the Colts, you know. I think they're a decent, decent club. <laughs> oh, oh, um, yeah, the I, other I, one I, on here that I thought was quite interesting, but he's, he's gone, is Ngakwe, um, yeah. who, who kind of burst onto the scene a few years ago, but he, he's gone now. He's been picked up, um, I think it was it, the Raiders that taken him, I think. Did he go to the Raiders? I think he's Raiders. Is it Raiders or Raiders? The Raiders. Okay, well, that rules Jadevian mm. Clowney out. Um, <laughs> I, I think an- another team who would pay for one more defensive disruptor is Buffalo. Again, they were so close last year, mm-hmm. but if they had the chance to get one more disruptor on defense, uh, I-, I think the Bills would make the investment um, to-, to have somebody come in. And, you know, they- I think Sean McDermott has created a great culture of like togetherness on his defense. But if they, you look at it, obviously, I think at cornerback, they have Tredavious White, who is amazing. Um, but you look at like the you know the disruptors on defense. They're all solid players. They've got no all pros, so I could see them potentially moving for you know a blue chip, a blue chip like defensive end or linebacker who's going to get to call that. Uh, and got quite and got quite on a twenty six million dollar deal to the Raiders. Raiders, yeah. Um, yeah. Seeing here, um, that's a that's a giant move. Raiders, they always go through this period that. They look like they are there or thereabouts, and then they just have a couple of silly weeks. And I don't even think it's um, uh, I don't even think it's a personnel thing. I honestly think it's a mentality thing. Um, just, just I don't know. It's just, it's just silly, silly moves. I think they've got the personnel to go off and, and do something special, 
but I, I, I just don't know what. I, 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 I don't Raiders, know. That's what it is. It's the Raiders. Um, they, 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 they put themselves in awkward situations break, where they have to win news. just one game. Oh, here we breaking go. News. Breaking news. Jet, Jets have just signed Corey Davis for a three-year, thirty-seven point five million deal, which is exactly wow. what I would expect out of the Jets to overpay for a mediocre receiver. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah but much. he'll go straight. He'll go in there straight away. He's a, as a wide, is not number one. He's wide a good receiver. receiver. He's, he's good. a fine receiver. He's a fine receiver. Thirty-seven, well twelve million dollars a year for a receiver is a lot of money. And, yeah. and I think Corey Davis has just received Corey's Corey Davis agent deserves a pat on the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Gav, while you're there, can you see how much cap space uh, Seahawks have got? Because I just want to um, see yes, if we have I can, I can, any I can, sort of have chance a... of actually signing a pass rush and an O line because <laughs> we've needed the two of them for a long, long time. Let me see if I can find that right now for you. Um, the Seahawks, um, it's all the way down the list here. Sorry, cap table 2021. Um, oh, I've got your whole team here. Oh, it's just, it's just off, it's just off. You are. Um, one point four million dollars over your salary cap at the moment. So cut the changes, cut the missing about, and I'm sure you'll be fine. Because sure if that O line doesn't get, I mean, I don't know how plausible it is for Russell Wilson to actually put in a trade request, but um, you know, I mean, when, he's, when, he's on, when he's on the Bears, you'll have loads of room. Yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I I completely understand why because as much as good as he is. I think he'd be even better if he wasn't running for his life every single play. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think yeah. he, he's, a solid, he's a very, very good quarterback and he does magical things. But I think he would like to just be like, I don't want to keep doing miracles. I'd just like to stand in the pocket and sling, sling it about for a bit. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't protected him ever since he came into the league. That's what you get, though. That's what you get. But, um, yeah, these are some of the free agencies that we've been speaking about. And, um, you know, we've only got, what, 40-odd days um, until the first round of the draft as well. So um, what we'll do, I think we should uh, reconvene um, in, in the next week or so, see where some of these massive FAs have gone, um, you know, see whether we're being close on some of our predictions and whether, you know, some of these guys are going to be hanging around waiting until later on. Um, just before they go to camp, uh, before making some moves elsewhere. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's just about it. We got we got anything else that we need to uh, cover? I think. I think. I think we're done. I think we're done. Is Deshaun Watson staying or going? Oh, oh yes. Okay, that's a great way to to close out. Is Deshaun Watson staying or going? I. He Deshaun Watson for me. Could go anywhere he wants. I don't know how committed he is. Um, you know what, leaving as well. I don't know how close they those two were. I don't know if you could see the the direction that um, that the Texans are travelling in. And when you're letting someone as big as that go, I know he's had injuries and stuff over the years. But when you see your big names leaving, and you know he, he lost um, Hopkins last season. Does he believe in the process? I don't think he does. So I do think he'll leave. Where he goes, I'm not sure. But wherever he does go, I believe will start some form of merry-go-round. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he stays at the Texans, personally. Um, he, 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 
he'll refuse to play is is my perspective. Yeah. I, I can only really see three landing spots for him. Um, and one of them, I think, probably stands out. And unfortunately, it's the New York Jets. Um, Deshaun Watson campaigned really hard for them to hire Robert Salah. Uh, it was a real big thing for him. Um, and also, Jets have really invested in their offensive line. They bought him Mackay Beckton last year. You know, they're probably going to address that in the, the draft this year. They've also got a ton of picks. Um, and I think, look, it's probably going to be three to four first rounders and other stuff to get to Sean Watson. Um, the other one is the Dolphins. Um, they're not in on tour. Um, I think they have, they have three first round picks and a couple, ironically, from the Texans. Uh, with a couple of trades. I think they have two next year as well. So they could make it happen and make it happen quite quickly with probably a package deal with Tua. Um, People they can give up. Uh, Can you hear me? Yeah. 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 Then San Francisco. Um, I think they have the cap space. They have draft capital. They have players that, you know, there is rumors that Nick Bozer is not you know, inexpendable. So we we could p- package something together. I think that's me being dreamy, but I also think <laughs> if if that was on the table, but M- Miami and the New York Jets, I think are the, the two real players that I think could, could legitimately make a play um, and that the, the Texans may have to say yes. I think he'll do, he'll do wonders in Miami. I like, I think Miami got a good young team there. Yeah, and Brian Flores is a great was, coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he'll do, do really well. What about Washington? We were saying before they don't have a, a, a QB. Could Washington maybe pull something off? Do you think they have enough bits to move around to get something? Uh, that's the thing. I don't have. I don't think they have the draft capital, which I think yeah, they really got, want. They've, they've got 13 half mil dead cap space as well. Hmm. Yeah, it's for, for me, it's the access to picks. Like Washington had a good finish to the season. Playoffs means a mid-round pick. You know, that means that, you know, you look at the Jets, you look at the Dolphins, they're picking early. You know, that that means yeah. they're guaranteeing blue chip players because the Jets also have the Texans picks that they could give back. Um, so you're picking early as well as players that, you know, are probably worth sending um, the other way. I think I think Washington will either address quarterback in the draft um, or realistically, I, I, I don't think the Jets are set on Sam Darnold. I truly think Sam Darnold will be the starting quarterback for the Washington football team. In September. Wow, wow, wow. Well, there you go. Thank you very much, Stu Mitchell, for joining uh, joining us on the inaugural show for MAD Sports Network. Um, we're going to be back on Wednesday with the Bundesliga show, and which you'll be able to also see via Two Up Top Football Channel and um, the TFB Dugout Channel, the Football Dugout Channel. So um, you'll be able to catch us there. But um, until next time, Thank you so much, everybody, for your comments and your questions, your queries. Uh, Stu Mitchell, catch you very uh, soon, uh, very, very soon. And um, Dev, we'll be back. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. No, thank you. No worries. Thank you. Take care, everybody, and sleep well. <laughs>